For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking about podcasts. Wait, Carter, are you gonna are you gonna come? We're talking Carter. about any podcast. A podcast. Carter. Well, now what? I don't know. Normally he starts things. I don't Yeah. I've never, I don't, I've never started anything before. I don't know. Hey, it's a it's 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 a me, a mini Monday. Does that feel right? I think that that's how he Carter usually does it. Yeah, I think he's like, let's a podcast. Let's go every time. I think so. I think Carter is gone. It sure seems that way, doesn't it? I think it? Carter is at the House of Mouse. Yeah, Carter went to Disney World, and he, he left us here to do. The, at least this first part of Mini Monday. So if you don't like, if you listen exclusively for Carter. Skip until after the ad break and then. Yeah, hang, <laughs> hang with us for just the rest of this beginning segment. Then we're going to do an ad break and then your boy's back. Now, I, in, for me, it seemed like Carter took his bucket of popcorn, threw it on the ground and said, I don't want to watch Boba Fett anymore at all. And yeah, then he left. <laughs> And then I was there like, I don't want to watch Boba Fett, but somebody's got to make an episode. And so that's sort of where I'm at is that I was forced, not at gunpoint necessarily, like emotional gunpoint though, a little bit to watch, to finish this season of television. You would have, you would have stopped though, right? Like early, if we weren't doing the show, you would have stopped Boba? After episode two, I would have been done with the book of Boba Okay. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't even made it to Space Vespas then. I wouldn't have made it to Space Vespas, although... You were uh, out before Space Vespas. It would have been such a bummer. Robert Rodriguez is back <laughs> in this last one. and boy, Robert Rodriguez sure, is back in a real Spy Kids 3D kind of way. It sure tastes like Robert Rodriguez is back in this last episode, doesn't it? Gosh. Let's this is terrible. Bad. Let's get the bad out of the way so that we can focus on the good. Let's talk about the bad. <laughs> The pacing of this episode is absurd. The fight goes on for yeah, oh my gosh, Boba's, Boba's whole thing. I mean, again, we're we're reaping the consequences of having no motivation, no real motivation for Boba this entire season. Boba only is the protagonist because some people thought he was cool when he was on screen in 1980, and he was a big enough boy to talk back to Darth Vader, and that's it. That's all the and, characterization and we've even gotten this from this season. Then. Is is just Boba being cool sign me up sure but but he's nothing he has no like the thing that stood out to me as 
I don't know. I think I would say for this whole finale, the thought that kept repeating through my head is you haven't earned this. Yeah. Absolutely are, none of this is earned. These are my people is what he says when- Yes, uh, that's the thing that Cat irritated Bane me the most. Who is he talking about? How are these Who his are people? his people? He just They're showed not up. his people. He's been here for like a week. What do you mean these oh, are my, my people? Oh my goodness. I think the- there's a moment in the finale that to me feels very indicative of, of Boba Fett, the, the whole season uh, as a whole. Um, and I think, you know, the kind of the screenwriting advice, the show don't tell thing is, is probably overplayed in terms of criticism of media. But Boba Fett does, uh, it does a thing that's, that's sort of like tell and then how dare you even think I should have to show. Right. <laughs> Uh, there's a moment here. It's right before the giant droidicas, uh, Scorp something droids. I don't remember their name. They're a, an EU thing that's been canonized again. Cool. So that's so cool to see them back. They kind of looked like the they looked like the turrets from Portal to me. They didn't so much look like Star Wars droids, yeah. but they were a little really more neither. Michael Bay Transformers than they were Star they Wars. They really were. I'll yeah, take it. and it's because I've got Horizon on the brain. That big red eye definitely did seem like a Horizon robot. Sure. Uh, but there's a moment right before those droids come when all the good, all Boba's good friends are cheering because they have just defeated one of the waves of enemies. They've got a little cooldown timer so they can get more health and ammo before the Dude, next round this starts. This episode was so indicative that this Star Wars TV universe is a video game turned into a show. Oh, absolutely. As if Mando's mini fetch quests and escort missions right. weren't that. Right. But there's a moment where they're cheering. And we see a wide shot of all of them. And the sound effect that plays is people clapping and screaming and hollering. And the clapping is very loud in the mix. And there is not a person on screen whose hands touch together in the middle in front of them a single time. I watched it three times. Like, where is the one person that's clapping? Nobody's clapping. And that to me is the book of Boba Fett. It's like, these are my people. Are you sure? Hey, I said they're my people. They're my people. So just go with it. Yeah, exactly. It's the just go with it. The show. And it is... Such a waste of my time and a waste of Tamara Morrison and a waste of Boba Fett. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all of the above. The The Mando-centric episodes, what, five and six, four and five? What was it? Four and five? Yeah. The Mando-centric episodes were seven out of ten episodes of The Mandalorian. They were. So I'll take it. That's fine. I will say, even Mando and Grogu had no business being in this show. No. And even those episodes actively undo the only two seasons of Star Wars that I am on board with right now. I They have, like, by having Luke UPS next day air Grogu back to Tatooine, <laughs> why the heck did we spend two entire seasons trying to get Grogu to Luke if he stays with him for a week and then Luke doesn't even care enough to bring him back to Tatooine in person. So in the same, well, I can answer you why Luke didn't bring him back to Tatooine is because Luke alone would have torn all those people up. So they can't have him there or else there's no conflict. No, it's because we spent all of our money on King Rancor Kong and we didn't have any money left for the digital Luke. We'll talk about King Rancor Kong in just a minute. But the the thing that this show did, we talked about it a little bit last week of like, it feels like they're making it in real time and just adjusting because people hate it. Yes. That, yeah. that is, I think, what this was for Mandalorian of like, ooh, people are not a fan of him without Grogu. So we're going to go ahead and bring Grogu back so Grogu can be with him for season three. Well, it, to me, it feels like the story ended at after, after Mando. Uh, and then since Mando has ended, 
every upcoming Star Wars film has been indefinitely delayed, indefinitely canceled. And the only thing on the docket was these TV shows. And so we said, oh crap, we better make another Mando soon. So let's make a kind of, let's kind of halfway try a Boba Fett show. And then in that Boba Fett show, we'll get one more cool Luke scene. We'll get Grogu and Mando back together and they can continue their fetch quests across the galaxy. Right. But there is no real narrative momentum anymore. Mm -mm. That was the whole point. Like from episode one of The Mandalorian, the thrust of that narrative was, I need to return him to his own kind. Even though I love him, I know what's best for him is to be with his own kind. Right. And we've completely undone two seasons of The Mandalorian in a 30-minute sequence in this episode. So I, I don't know that I 100% agree with that because I think you could pretty easily argue that The Mandalorian is also about a show about a guy that wanted to offload this kid who then kind of fell in love with the kid and was like, actually, I want him around. So, so we see the continuation of that of like, you did it, you finished, wait, I want him back. Um, so there's a little bit of that, which I don't mind. It doesn't offend me. It definitely yeah. doesn't feel on the same trajectory as The Mandalorian. It feels like this show exists um, in direct competition to the stories and plots of The Mandalorian a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. This show overall is a huge disappointment to me. Um, I can't believe how little Cad Bane we got in the whole show. Yeah. But certainly in this episode, I felt nothing when Boba killed Cad Bane, even though that's supposed to be a big triumphant moment right. for Boba. Like, I don't know why we haven't had Cad Bane in since the beginning. Right. Acting as a, an antagonistic force to Boba. Mm -hmm. But it's just Cad like Bane, overall. It was cool to have him. I did already see a YouTube video of somebody doing uh, CG work to make him look like his Clone Wars counterpart. Sure, and yeah. This person on YouTube was able to make him look so much better. That's kind of a track record, I feel like, with Lucasfilm, <laughs> with their Star Wars shows. That that same thing happened with Luke yeah. two years ago. Yeah, man, I don't know. I just, like, I go through waves with Star Wars, where Star Wars has been, for a lot of my life, one of the most, like, important and foundational stories to me. And then something like this comes along that just has all the appeal of a wet fart. Like, <laughs> why do I even like this? I actually don't think I like this anymore. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not excited for Kenobi at all. Obi-Wan is my favorite character in Star Wars. And I am terrified that Disney's going to pull some Boba Fett crap on him. Yeah. I'm not at all looking forward to that. I'm not looking forward to the Andor show. Although Rogue One is my favorite Disney Star Wars movie. I just, I have... Next to no confidence in Lucasfilm because of how easy it would have been to do a good Boba Fett show. Right. And how hard they had to actively try to do a bad one. Or just hand it off to Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, I guess that's it too. The, I guess answer. that's it too. <laughs> um, so let's, real quick, let's burn through some of these things so that we can super dump and super pump the whole season. Um, oh, I've already done that in previous episodes. Rain, I'll reiterate. Rancor Kong... Uh, why did he have to go bad go bad and climb the building at the end? It was pointless. Because because that's the exact thing King Kong does. Right. We wanted an exact King Kong thing. I love that Boba's like, let's lead them out of the city, out of the center of the city to try and minimize collateral damage. And then he brings his Rancor in to jump on every building and squish all of them. Yeah. The Rancor, I've seen a lot of people be like, at least the Rancor was cool. My personal opinion is that it was not cool. Yeah, uh, I didn't think it was, it was kind very cool. Of lame. Well, again, like Boba Fett <laughs> did nothing cool this whole show. I mean, no. Boba Fett sat 
No. Still on a wrong, rancor. Wrong. Boba Fett did fly around and do some cool stuff in his, this episode. He and Mando back to back fighting when he's got his like knee cannons and wrist yes, cannons and stuff. That is cool. That was awesome. And I was like, that finally is cool. Boba is sick. Ugh. And then it just all got erased because he got on his rancor and rode it around. I don't know. It was just nothing to me. The show was nothing to me. Um, the thing that worked for me in this episode. Because I just finished Yellow Jackets, the the British girl that's part of the KitchenAid crew is one of the main characters in Yellow Jackets. Hmm. And so I was a little more looking out for her this time gotcha. for this episode. Yeah. And I like her. I think she's really good in Yellow Jackets. She's okay here, which is saying yeah. something with the script she's given. So clearly <laughs> she's a monumental talent. Um, sure. I think that Mando always works. They have really nailed it with his look and personality with um, just every kind of. Is is this show the easiest paycheck Pedro Pascal's ever made? Dude, it's got to be right. Like, My dude was never even there. Yeah. Like that has to be. Pedro Pascal worked from home on Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so did Robert Rodriguez, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but, I guess. Jeez. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much all that worked for me from this it's like why even bust out the dark saber if you're gonna do one thing with it this season yeah anyway let's super dump and super pump the whole series you re go ahead and reiterate your super dump for me my super dump is the mandalorian episodes in the middle of the boba fett show and how that is indicative of the fact that there is no story here we just we wanted to make mando season three and we couldn't figure out how to make mando season three start from the end of mando season two and so we had to use a a Boba Fett show. We, it's like putting it's like putting a pill inside a hot dog for a dog, except for the hot dog's not very good, and the medicine is the good part. Seems seems it's like to putting me a hot to, dog inside of a pill. Yeah, <laughs> although the hot dog is a real Trojan horse in this situation because it seems to me that the Mando stuff that we included here actively undoes the first two seasons of Mando Star Wars, which is some of the only Star Wars I like right now. So it's left me in a weird spot with the franchise. Sure. Uh, my super dump is the Robert Rodriguez of it all. Um, I'm just going to sum it up as Robert Rodriguez. But what I mean by that is that this is just bad. Um, it's just a bad show. Like they made a bad show, a really bad show. And it is, yeah. it's everything. It's the script. It's the acting. It's the soundtrack's cool. I love the soundtrack. Um, I think the audio is great. Um, but like, I just don't care about this show because there were no stakes and there was no reason for it to exist. And it was all spectacle, but poorly done spectacle. Um, yeah. So yeah, we saved, that's the even thing too, is like we saved our effects budget for King Rancor Kong and the big Droidicas. And then the two, the Luke appearance and then the Mando, like the last three episodes look so much more expensive than the whole like CW fights at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was clearly meant to be, Spectacle and the spectacle even fell short. It's like a, you know a firework yeah. show where there, there's one firework. It's a firework show that's all sparklers. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. I I found this show to be an immense disappointment. I don't think I'm alone yeah. based on our Discord chatter. But um, I actually have not read any reactions of folks, Discord or otherwise, who feel the other way. I who feel either. that this was good. I yeah, I think either. it's pretty universally panned. It's and you know if there's somebody listening who likes it, that's fine. You're allowed to do that. I, I just think that it's the, one of the closest things to objectively bad we have had come out of Star Wars since Rise of Skywalker, which in my opinion was objectively bad. I also think you're not alone in that. Yeah. So what's your super pump then? Uh, my super pump is the two Mando episodes because it was the only time I enjoyed watching this. Yeah. Um, I just like Pedro Pascal. I think he is. Great. I could listen to him talk all day. 
Um, yeah. And the fact that we got him and Ahsoka and Luke and Grogu, like, cool. Yeah. Cool. W- wipe away the, the sin of Boba Fett off <laughs> of my screen and let me see Mando for two episodes. That's fine with me. I'm into that. To reiterate my super pump from last week, it was the tech used to bring Luke to life. Sure. Uh, you can go back and listen to last week's episode. I'll summarize briefly here. The deep fake that's used to turn uh, our, our actor stand-in into 1980 Mark Hamill is really, really impressive. The AI tech used to replicate Mark Hamill's voice is impressive, although it doesn't quite work. It can't really deliver lines in an emotional way, although it is an impressive bit it, of tech. It is, tech, so that's it is pretty cool. impressive in concept, not so much in execution. Yes, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And also terrifying. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't maybe love the it. most Black Mirror thing I've ever heard. And yeah. there's definitely enough audio of me having conversation on the internet for that program to oh, do that um, to me, which I hate. Almost almost five entire years of weekly podcast episodes. Somebody could make me. They wouldn't even have to use AI. They could just edit. I have said probably every, every word. word. Yeah, there's every word. They could word. just find a sentence of me. Well, yeah. not every word. No. There are some lines even I won't cross. Not Not me. I'm unafraid. I've said every word. It's me, Boba Fett, and I'm scary. Yeah, man. Bummer. <sighs> Huge bummer. Enormous bummer. Um, so the the kind of the rumor is that this was recycled from the proposed plot of a Boba Fett Star Wars story. Remember when they were doing all those spin-offs and then they got cold feet and yes, killed yes, them all yes. after Solo underperformed? There was gonna be rumors of a Boba Fett one. Disney approach to Star Wars of like Let's try this thing. What if we try the worst one first? Sure. Oh, that flopped. Oh, it didn't Kill work. All the cool ones. Never happening again. Exactly. So this was going to be uh, rumored a Boba Fett solo movie that kind of featured him showing down against the Pike Syndicate and ultimately ended in a confrontation with Crimson Dawn, who was controlling the Pike Syndicate, which is the criminal organization that Amelia Clark is working for and that Darth Maul is the head of during Solo. So that would have at least been interesting. Darth Maul stuff. Oh, Maul's Maul is dead by this point. We saw him die in Rebels. Dead, dead, actual dead. Okay. Dead. I well, think, I, <laughs> he's been dead before. Sure. Yeah. I think the Maul stuff that we're gonna get live action is gonna be Kenobi. Is my I guess. hope not, man. I just that's the whole the operatic movement of Star Wars is that there is 19 years of waiting where really not much happens in terms of the Chosen One prophecy and and toppling the empire. Do you know what I mean? Like there's that's totally separate, right? Like by that point, Maul is not connected to the empire anymore. And sure, sure, sure. But what I'm saying is like there, there is by design, not really room for a ton of stakes on Tatooine with Ben Kenobi, because part of Ben's penance for mistraining Anakin is sitting and waiting and not being able to participate and having no real way to fight back against the empire until this child grows. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm really, really, really nervous about Kenobi. About eight years ago, I fell in love with the concept of a man with no name style story of uh, a middle-aged Ben Kenobi kind of wordlessly protecting a village from something on Tatooine. Not connected yeah. to Luke, not connected to anything, but that's how he gets the reputation of there's a wizard that lives up in those caves. Yeah. Crazy old hermit yeah. Ben Kenobi, yeah, and and so the idea that that village being protected is hiding something that Maul wants for money or something is very interesting to me. Yeah. Now, anytime I come up with a cool idea, Star Wars says, "Let me." Uh, How about no? Let me do a bad idea. 
How about what I'm no. saying is I'm smarter than the people who Disney hire. <laughs> I think you just like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do I anymore? Honestly? Like, do I, I, I like Star Wars I'm asking myself that. I am looking. I have three beautiful Star Wars posters that Jess got me a couple of Christmases ago. They're very cool. I love them. They're above my desk. And like, they bring me no joy yeah. to look at like, them. Like, do I right like now. Star Wars or do I like five and a half Star Wars movies and two seasons <laughs> yeah. of television? Exactly. And exactly. some video games. Uh, if they just want to keep doing Fallen Order, I'd be happy. We didn't even talk about uh, the BD droid. That's that's on Tatooine with Pelimoto with with Amy Sedaris. Sure, it's not BD one or BDO whatever right. whichever one Cal's droid is, but it's another another kind of droid like that. So that's cool, that I cool. guess. Amy that's Sedaris' Boba Fett, I guess that's cool, I guess. Lacked her usual charm for me this time around. By the way, Amy Sedaris's character is very easy for me to to be out on. A little bit of Amy Sedaris's character, and this goes a very long way. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Um, uh, Cobb we... Vanth, Cobb Vanth uh, yeah. lives. He's in a back to tank. He's going to get operated on by the cyborg doctor. Is Timothy Oliphant, g- if you had to be convinced that he didn't die on that desert. Yeah, for real. They're not going to pay him to come here for one episode. Yeah. Who is he, Mark Hamill? Oh. <laughs> was that a burn? I don't know if that was a burn. I don't know either. Um, before we wrap this up, uh, let's, let's put away Boba Fett. Let's put, close the drawer. I did read yesterday... Uh, there's a YouTube channel called Emergency Awesome. They do trailer breakdowns and a bunch of different things. Rumor has it that uh, there is a secret path laid out for Charlie Cox's Daredevil in the current existence Ooh. of the MCU that involves apparently the Echo Disney Plus series is mm-hmm. effectively like a an on-ramp for Daredevil Season 4. I've read that that's that's sort of the introduction of the Defenders into the mainline MCU. Yeah. Like, definitely Kingpin, but also probably Daredevil and maybe even Jessica Jones. Yeah, what, 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 what read. I read is that the three main characters of the Echo show are Echo, Wilson, and Daredevil. Um, but that, Great. that Echo will use that as an opportunity to bring Karen and Foggy in. Great, um, and, fine. And that the, the current rumor mill is like they are already chugging away at a an official legit Daredevil season four on Disney Plus. Good, fine. Which having just finished a rewatch of the first three seasons, I have to say it's darker than anything the MCU has. I was just about to ever say like done. Tonally, that's going to be a huge shift. Yeah, for Disney Plus, they uh, are or for Daredevil the suit by the way, which is really? what I was hoping for. Yeah. Ooh. A lot of rumors of yellow suit making an appearance for a little bit. Cool. Yellow and brown? Um, Give it to me. He's going to get a more comic accurate MCU-ified Daredevil suit, which I am... I cool. I do not like... I think there is a reason he like pretty much never puts the red suit on again after season two. And yeah. it's because it's bad. It looks bad. Yeah. Uh, it didn't bother me a ton. I mean, maybe there's a trailer for it. I mean, uh, oops, I'll bleep that out. Maybe there's a big, a big game. game trailer. Maybe there's a big sports time trailer for it that played, uh, I guess, last night, right? This is coming out the day after the big game. Yeah. So Man. you've probably already seen a Kenobi trailer, folks. A big game went so good. Yeah, you've probably already seen a Kenobi and a Rings of Power trailer, so. Speaking of things I'm not excited about. Oh, just. it's Hey, it's me, Dosh, your resident grump. Just let yourself be excited until, like, Learn the lesson of Boba. It's okay to be pumped, or not even pumped, just not bummed until it gives you a reason. Yeah, but I need to be right first. If I go into it optimistic and then the show's like, uh-uh-uh, guess what I'm about, and it's Boba levels, 
then I'm wrong and I'm personally offended. I was outsmarted by a show. Yeah, I'm just okay with deluding myself, I think. <laughs> it's the same reason that like, I don't want you to tell me if something works for me and you, I don't want you to tell me that it doesn't work and that I'm benefiting from the placebo effect. I'd rather just keep having it work for me. How, how do you think it's working not having Carter, by the way? I think it's probably bad, is my guess. Yeah, it doesn't feel awesome to me, to be honest. I think that Carter is the glue. Mm, yeah. Um, that binds us. Probably. And I can, I can even feel myself fading away as we slip towards yeah. an ad break. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Boy, that was interesting. I love, I love, we like the emotions that I, that I feel right now. Yeah. About the the, episode. uh, Yeah. I had to go. Grab something real quick. I can't believe I the Transformers that. were there. Yeah. Yeah, that I still is, can't that get is over a that. pretty shocking development, huh? Yeah, yeah. That was wild. Guys, as we... Uh, I have a memory of a toy that was like an X-Wing Transformer or something. <laughs> yeah, you like really? I, do, I do as well. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Mm, this is a special episode. Special episode. You know what else is special? Tell me. That, that little crazy-looking guy who snatched up your baby and is threatening its life. Let's Whoa. play... <laughs> Let's play a little bit of Rumple Stillskin. I'm going to actually give you two Hang on. Props. I was not aware that was part of the podcast lore that we'd created around this funny little imp. That's what he that does, man. He, sna- he steals babies? Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> Why do you think that Jordan would have him sound so evil? Wait, Rumpelstiltskin steals babies, really? Yes. I'm pretty sure he steals yes, babies. Yes, he steals babies. I yes. thought he was the guy that took a nap for a long time. No, <laughs> no dude. Who's that? I don't know. Uh, I've the never guy even took heard a, of that. Took a nap for a long time and he woke up and he was like, guess my name. What? What? <laughs> what? What is that? He napped for like a hundred years. Guess my name. He woke up and was like, guess my name real quick. <laughs> No, it's guess my name and get your baby back, dude. Hey, 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 hey. Rip Van Winkle. Okay. <laughs> the whole time you've thought Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> That's who I thought we were talking about this whole time. Guess my name. He, Rip Van Winkle uh, fell, he fell asleep for 20 years and woke up to find that there had been some very big changes. Ooh. Wow. Wait, Rumpelstiltskin. Rip Van I mean, Winkle already- fell, fell asleep for 100 years. And I thought that he woke up and said, now guess my name. Sounds like a Rip Van Winkle in time, if you ask me. Yeah. Dang. In Rumpelstiltskin, as it is named and will always be named, I'm going to give a synopsis to these boys and they then have to guess the name of the movie. 
just like the one after the guy who took the nap for so long. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I begin <laughs> with a movie that releases February 11th. Mm. It's by, uh, directed by Robert Ripberger. Robert Rip Van Winkleberger. Oh, Robert Ripberger. Ripberger. Mystery thriller horror. After Max and Avery meet a social media app. Huh? Oh, after Max and Avery meet on a social media app uh, for a first date, uh, their evening takes a perilous turn when they end up at a local haunted house, the home of Rot Creep, a sinister creature that yeah. rots your body and soul with one touch. As the night turns into a deadly game of cat and mouse, Max and Avery begin to realize the trauma they share may either save them or erupt into an unforgettable nightmare. We're not done. Written and directed by Robert Ripberger, Blank is loosely inspired by the Ursula Le Guin short story, Blank. That would give it away too. Filmed in a series of long, continuous takes. Uh, eerie, blood-curdling, uh, predicament of living high while others suffer. Hey, this isn't Earth Sea, is it? The big Ursula Kaligan thing? This is not. Uh, my guess is this is called Tinderbox. Ooh. Oh, nice. <clears throat> nice. Uh, I think it's called Murder, but it's M R D R. Okay. This movie. <laughs> it's K I L L R. Yeah. K Y L R. This movie is Killer. called. Those who walk away. Mm. Wow. Another movie that we'll be releasing on February 11th. Uh, wait, hold on. As in those who walk away from Omalas. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't say that because they it was in the yeah. synopsis. Yeah, yeah, totally. Interesting. Yep, yep, yep. This movie comes out February 11th. It is directed by Josephine Decker. PG-13, 103 minutes long. Tucked away among the magical redwood trees of Northern California and surrounded by her grandmother's gargantuan roses, 17-year-old Lenny Walker, a radiant musical prodigy, struggles with overwhelming grief following the sudden loss of her older sister, Bailey. When Joe Fontaine, the charismatic new guy at school, enters Lenny's life, she's drawn to him. But Lenny's complicated relationship with her sister's devastated boyfriend, Toby, starts to affect Lenny and Joe's budding love. Through her vivid imagination and honest, conflicted heart, Linny navigates first love and first loss to create a song of her own. Huh. Huh. What say ye? I think this movie is called Sequoia. Oh, that's beautiful. I was just, I was also going to give a real guess, and I feel like one of us should be funny, but... No, be, be, be real. Be real, be real. I think it's just called Rhythms. Mm. Oh, both good. It's called Ooh. The Sky... Is everywhere. Close. Close. Similar vibe. Y'all had the right vibe. Profound nonsense, I think, is the flavor we were all going after. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've given you two Rumpelstiltskins, and now I offer you two Sipschlugglers. We're going huh? to play it backwards. We've done this before. Nixit Slipmuir. How do you remember that? Nixit How do you remember Nixit Slipmuir. Yeah, it's because the sound that's going to play after I finish the sentence is so scary. Nixit skip lure. Your skip lip your. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'm going to now give you the name of a movie I don't think you've ever heard of, and then you have to give me the synopsis. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Number one, A Week in Paradise. Recently divorced, Deborah finds herself in over her head when her weekend trip to the Bahamas comes with an extra ingredient she wasn't expecting. Love. I thought you were going to say murder. Murder. (laughs) Tim and Tammy are celebrating their 10th wedding anniversary with a trip to the islands. (laughs) (laughs) However, I hope that was the end. I hope that was the end. (laughs) When it's time to check out, they discover a loophole that allows them to spend travel rewards points from their credit card without the balance ever decreasing. So they just stay. Is there such a thing as too much paradise? I love that. I would actually watch that. I would actually watch that. Hey, I wanted to be clear, by the way. You're so good. In my head, the love that Deborah finds ends up actually being her ex that she just divorced. Ends up at the same resort. Cool. Sort of a forgetting Sarah Marshall thing. Because they looked at it together on the computer before Uh they broke up. And she's finally like, actually, now it's starting to just become forgetting Sarah Marshall. Exactly. I, I hope Melissa Joan Hart is not listening. Ugh. She's going to rip both of those ideas. You know she is. A week in paradise, <laughs> seeking solace from a failed marriage. Ooh, Jordan. Maggie escapes to the Caribbean oh. to stay at her cousin Fiona's secluded resort. From Shrek? After some much-needed recovery, she meets the resort's charming chef, Sam, and begins to imagine a lo- new life for herself, just as her old one, Comes barging in, Jordan. You were you were dude, you were close. smelling dude, the vibe. What you were extra out. returns? Wait, <laughs> wait, little do we know he already has his tickets for this movie. Truffle pig gonna get some truffle. <laughs> How different is Deborah and Maggie? Honestly, like some time. All right, here's our last one. The ledge. Ooh. What are the odds that this is a 127 hour sequel where he goes looking for his arm? Yikes. Y'all seen an arm? It looks like this one, but <laughs> but sort of mirrored. A guy. <laughs> and the arms funny. like, have you, you know what's the funny? Arms like, have you joke, seen the rest of a guy? That joke exactly is actually in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but about a flip flop. Like, exactly. Is it like really? Almost <laughs> word for word. Like, have you seen my other flip flop? It looks like this one, but like, it's it's its, its brother. Are we accidentally remembering Sarah Marshall oh, in this man. episode? I hope. I hope so. The ledge. Your money or your life? It's a simple question that leads Kevin Derrickson to the one place. (laughs) 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 To To the one place a man about to break never wants to go. The ledge. Cast a star. Who's the star? I need a face for this one. Um, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. That this feel that feels like an Ethan Hawke movie. Dang, we need to f- come up with some sort of game where we're casting stars for movies that don't exist because that felt good just then. Yeah, I dig it. Don't we have one? We used to play a game called Reroll or something like that. That's movies that do exist. Oh, movies. That I'm don't talking exist. about the, the movie doesn't here. exist the- and we're cast. You know what I mean? Tim and Tammy are celebrating their tenth <laughs> wedding anniversary with a trip to the canyon. After a base jumping accident appears to go horribly wrong, they discover that the world in which they have been living might not be 
as real as it seems. Dude, it's the Matrix, but for Tim and Tammy. It's it's the Matrix and also <laughs> the Jim Carrey movie where everything is, what's that movie called? Eternal Sunshine? No. No, it's the, the Truman one. Show. Oh. It's the, the Tim Dude, and Tammy that's Show. that's a good movie. That is a great movie. It's a great but movie. this is the Tim and Tammy Show. A rock climbing adventure. Doge's hey. one with that. Whoa. A rock climbing adventure between two friends turns into a terrifying nightmare. It's because the world in which they've been living is not as real as it seems. <laughs> After Kelly captures the murder of a, her best friend on camera, she becomes the next target Whoa. of a tight-knit group of friends who will stop at nothing to destroy the evidence and anyone in their way. Desperate Whoa. for her safety, she begins a treacherous climb up a mountain cliff and her survival instincts are put to the test when she becomes trapped with the killers just 20 feet away. Dude, uh, so Whoa. far, actually, all of these sound very yeah. good. Like, F- all great. four movies sound really good. <laughs> the two go, fakes dude. and the two reels. Yeah. Yeah. February's the new May. It's the dude, I've been saying that. A little I've been bit. saying that. After Black Panther. blockbusters. To end today's episode. And what an episode it's been. Yeah. Especially the first half. Especially the first half of that, this episode. That we definitely have, by the way, already done. So, yeah. We did it already. Um, I, I would love to have your name and I want you to tell me what's the favorite thing about my contributions to the first episode for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine is when all of my predictions came true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ones that I shared, impressive. the ones that I didn't share, but ultimately I knew how right I was about yeah. the finale of the Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I'm Doge and my favorite part was how Carter, you kept calling him Bibu fought. <laughs> and I was like, "That's close, but that's not the right vowels." That's almost and you're, it, buddy. That's and almost you're like, it. "That's you're like, that's my flavor." I'm I'm sort of a crazy vowel wild card. I'll say any vowel at any time. Mm. Yeah, I'm Jordan, and I think man, the the to me the best part about it was um, even though you didn't say anything the whole time, how you just sort of sat quietly on my lap. Yeah. Did you notice he was a little, like a little tear came down? Yeah, I was going to ask about it, but it seemed like the moment passed. He was definitely going through something. Yeah, I don't know. Just nodding slowly. He started to clap, but I'm glad he didn't because I would have ruined the audio. I just have an excellent lap, I guess. Best. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.